My name is Pez, and you know what I got. What have you got? I got this podcast that is hotter than hot. How hot is hot? Batman and Superman. Can't take the heat. Can't take the heat like our listeners can. And we are so excited that you are here listening with us today. Welcome to Camp Legends. I'm Griff. And I'm Pez. And we are starting at this brand new podcast. Um, Today is our Kid Takeover Edition. <laughs> which means that we are going to be having campers on this podcast today. Um, And we are starting with the same theme as our first episode, which is Camp Origins. So we're going to get to hear a little bit about how our campers started their camp story. And to start us off with camp stories, I'd like to hand it over to Pez. What was your origin story here at Double H? Well, Griff, my origin story at camp Believe it or not, my sister worked in the kitchen at camp before I ever started. And she told me about an opening at the ropes course, and they were looking for somebody to work out there. At the time, I had done a lot of rock climbing. And um, so I decided to join Summer 97 and haven't looked back. It was a wonderful experience, and I'm just so happy to be involved with such a wonderful, benevolent place um, that brings so much joy to people. brings a lot of joy to me. Griff, what's your origin story? Well, uh, it was the summer of 2011, and um, I was all set to be uh, doing an internship as an environmental engineer at a different company. Uh, But last minute, the funding for that position fell through. And as not excited as my parents were, I was okay with it and uh, immediately called Eileen Nash, who's a family friend of ours and the development director here at the ranch and said, hey, I know that the summer camp is awesome. Um, Are there any openings? And this was the beginning of June. And very lucky for me, she said, actually, you're in luck. We do have an opening. Let me talk to uh, the camp director and assistant director and have them give you a call. So I waited patiently and eventually heard from John Leffner, who was the assistant camp director at the time. And he interviewed me over the phone. And when we were done, I said, okay, so when will I know if I'm coming to camp? And he said, now you're hired. We'll see you in a couple days. <laughs> and I said, awesome. So great. So I uh, walked on to camp that summer and was highlighted as the last hire of the summer and joined uh, staff training and never looked back. It was an incredible experience that has continued into more experiences and now a new career for myself as I joined the around team this year. That's awesome. And obviously, welcome back to Camp Griff. Thank and you. I, I think it's wonderful to, you know, notice how things kind of can always work out in the end, right? Absolutely. In ways that you least expect it. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking to two wonderful campers, um, Jason and Ellie. Jason is a camper who has been at camp for quite some time now, um, but he has turned into quite a role model at camp and a lot of campers look up to him and he's just a great person all around. Ellie is a great person all around as well. She brings a lot of pizzazz and um, humor to any situation that she's in, and she is a Pine Ninja expert. If you're ever looking for information on the Pine Ninja, she is the person to go to. And I would also just like to say that Ellie's mom is joining us as well. So welcome, Jason and Ellie. Um, I'm Jason Robinson. I've been at camp for the past 11 years, and uh, my favorite camp activity is probably the ropes course. And Ellie. Oh, sorry. I introduced you already. What's your name? <laughs> uh, Ellie. And I've been going to camp 
for like one year, but this year was virtual. So I guess two years. It counts. It definitely counts. Two years. And my favorite camp activity is definitely swimming. I love to go in the pool. I love that. That's so awesome. And Ellie, I heard from a little bird. Did you recently have a birthday? Yes, I did. I recently turned 10 years old. Oh, boy. Can we sing you a birthday song? Okay. You ready? Okay. This is, is your, your birthday, birthday song. song. It is very long. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was perfect, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you guys so much again for joining us. We're so excited that you're here, even though here is wherever you are. It's virtual, but that's kind of the, the beauty of podcasts and, and virtual camps. So to get us started, we want to know... What do you know of how camp began? Do you guys know the story of how Double H became a camp? Um, I know that Paul Newman and, uh, what was the other guy's name? Charlie, Charlie's Wood? Charlie Wood, yeah. Yeah, um, made him. And that's pretty much all I know. Ellie, I'm proud of you for remembering that, though. Do you remember, how do you remember those facts? Is that from, like, our camp legend? Well... We're cheating. It's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually knew that in my head from the first time I went to camp. Nice. So, Jason, what do you know about the uh, how camp originated? I know bits and pieces of it. I can remember, I always look forward to hearing it every year. Um, I remember that it wasn't uh, Charlie Wood. Didn't he own what used to be Great Escape? Didn't Paul Newman already have a camp down in Connecticut as well? But Charlie Wood wanted to collaborate with him to make a, a camp for kids with uh, uh, disabilities as well in uh, the Adirondacks. And I think that's little bits and pieces that I remember. Oh, that's exactly right. And it was Charlie Wood's perseverance of getting the second camp open that really kind of spurred the rest of the camps opening up. Um, they really wanted to keep it at one camp. But with Charlie Wood's perseverance, we got two and then three, four, five, six. And now they're all over the place. They are all over the place. Do you guys know how many different countries other camps like Double H are in? I know I have friends that are, uh, I have a friend that goes to Double H, or not a camp like Double H, a serious fun camp in Italy. I have one that uh, in Israel, but I know that they're on a lot of countries. I just don't know the number off the top yeah. of my head. Honestly, I don't either, but I do know that they're in, you know, they have one in France, there's one in Haiti, they're in Africa, they're in Ireland, there's programs in England, um, and they're all over the United States too, which is really cool. So kind of thanks to Charlie Wood uh, initiating the second camp, then I kind of opened the doors, like Pez said, for all of our other camps. Thank you guys. That was a, that was a great recounting of how camp began. You nailed it. Now it's time for story time with Griff and Pez. I love a good story time, Pez. Me too. And today we're going to tell one of my favorite stories, the story of how Double H got its start. Buckle up, everyone, because we're taking a trip back in time, all the way back to about 30 years ago when a man named Paul Newman was starting something new. 
The year was 1982, and Paul had been a very famous actor for a while, but he wanted to do, to do more. You see, he had a big heart and a special recipe for some salad dressing. Mmm, delicious! And he had a plan. That year, Paul and a friend started Newman's Own Foods to sell the salad dressing and use all their profits for charity. Yay! How kind. Newman's Own was so successful that they eventually started to make other foods like popcorn, spaghetti sauce, and salsa too. And mango tango juice. Don't forget the mango tango. It's my favorite. Anyway, Paul loved that his company was able to raise money and to give to other organizations that were doing good. But he didn't like that he was restricted in how he could give. Aw, man. Did he give up and say, sorry families, I can't help you? No, of course not. Instead, he decided to build his own charity for kids with serious illnesses. And not just any charity. A summer camp where these kids could go and have fun no matter what their illness. So with his dream in his heart, the hole-in-the-wall gang camp was born in 1988 in Ashford, Connecticut. Hole-in-the-wall gang camp? What's kind of a funny name. Why did he call it that? Well, Paul Newman was an actor. One of his favorite movies was called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where he played the leader of a gang called the Hole in the Wall Gang. He decided to name the camp after the gang because of his love for the movie and to remind kids that it's okay to be wild sometimes. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Well, meanwhile, over in Glens Falls, New York, a man named Charles R. Wood noticed Paul's camp and wanted to get involved. You see, Charlie was another man with a big heart who wanted to help kids in need. He might not have been as wildly famous as actor Paul Newman, but he had a big name in the amusement park industry and in the Glens Falls area. That's right. Charlie was the proud owner of Storytown USA, a place that brought childhood stories to life and where kids could feel like they were walking through the pages of their favorite books, books like Cinderella. The park is now known as the Great Escape, but it still has some of those original features like Cinderella's Castle and operates in the town of Lake George, New York. In fact, the campers at Double H get to go to the Great Escape every summer for free as part of Mr. Wood's plan for the camp. But that's getting ahead of ourselves in the story a bit. Yeah, Charlie had already founded the Charles R. Wood Foundation, which helped children with who were critically ill. But he wanted to do more. When he heard about Paul Newman's camp in Connecticut, he loved the idea and wanted to start one just like it in his beloved Adirondacks. So he went to Paul Newman and said, Hey, Paul, I love your camp, and I want to make one just like it. I know this little place called the Adirondacks. You might have heard of it. And I think it would be perfect. I think more kids could really benefit from a camp like yours. But Paul said, Nah, I'm good with just one camp. Thanks, though, Charlie. What? That's not what Paul said. Okay, so maybe they didn't say it just like that. But the point is that Paul wasn't interested in starting a second camp when Charlie asked him. He liked what he was doing at the Hole in the Wall gang camp and didn't want to try doing too many things at once by starting something new. Charlie Wood, however, was not going to take no for an answer. He really believed in the power camp like Paul's, and he eventually convinced him to give it a try. So in the year of 1991, Mr. Wood bought a 320-acre property called Hidden Valley Ranch and started making the necessary changes to turn it into a medically safe camp for kids with serious illnesses. And on July 4th, 1993, Charlie and Paul opened the Double H Ranch in Lake Luzerne, New York. 
Why did they decide to call it Double H? Well, Charlie Wood was famous for always toasting to health and happiness at his events, and he wanted the campers of Double H to experience health and happiness as well. And now, throughout the last 28 years, Double H has served over 60,000 campers. Not only that, but Charlie's persistence in opening a second camp caused other people to want to start camps, too. And like we discussed earlier, there are now many camps like Double H all over the country and the world. Oh, that is so cool. Man, Pez, what a great story. Now, let's hear from our campers about their stories of how they came to camp. How would you guys like to um, tell us about how camp started for you individually? Ellie, do you want to start off? Oh, I was, well, this nurse at my doctor's office told me that this camp would be good for me. And after my telling my parents, like, please let me go, please, they finally let me go because they were like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yes, I do. And that's how I started coming to camp. And Ellie, what was it like for you that first time that you came to camp? Like, was it what you expected or was it totally different? I knew what to expect because I had never been to a summer camp before. Ever. Yeah. So when you first walked onto camp, what, what did you think? I was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> Do you remember a favorite activity from your first time at camp? Uh, I always love to go to the swimming pool. Swimming. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always fun in there. It's always very loud, lots of splashing. And you know, Ellie, this is only your second year at camp on virtual camp, right? Yeah, so you've only been at the camp one year. And yeah. then one year with the virtual camp. Yeah. Yeah, so based on what you experienced at your first year at camp, has did that kind of, well, obviously it changed a little bit because we were virtually and not in person, but how did your perspective of camp change coming back the second year? Were you excited? Were you nervous? Were, how was it different than that first time? I was extremely excited because like, I do not care where I am. I just want to go there and do it because I was just really, really excited when I heard the news that there was going to be a virtual camp. I was like, Mom, I want to go this to this thing. Because I awesome. was really excited. Nice. So from your first time, you were, you're excited to go again. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thanks, Ellie. What about you, Jason? What do you remember from your first time at camp? Or how did camp start for you? So my uncle and aunt both have spina bifida, which is the same disability I have as well. And they're my mom's and they're my mom's brother and sister. And so they used to go to camp back when like camp first started. So they told my parents about camp and we found out it was just my mom knew about it as we as I grew up. And we used to actually live in the Lake George area. Um, So it was only 20 minutes from home. So when I turned six, I went to camp for the first time. And like Ellie, I haven't, I didn't go to a summer camp before this. So it was, I didn't really know what to expect before, but I also thought it was cool that like, it was a camp with all kids with disabilities as well. So like it, it it was just very, very welcoming. And I was super excited to go back the next summer. That's awesome. And did you go every summer from six to 16? Yes, I did. I went all the way from when I was a muskrat all the way to a beaver. Wow. That's incredible, Jason. 
That's so awesome. And how did your perspective of camp change throughout those years? I, th- I mean, in the beginning, it was really, I, it was just so unknown. It was just a summer camp to me. And I thought it was just my normal, like, and I was just like, oh, this is my summer camp I go to each year. But then as it grew, like camp became, kind of became like its own like little world. And like, it was like, just an escape from the, like the real world. You just got to like, go have fun. And there was no, like, I also loved the fact that we didn't have our phones or we weren't connected to the outside world. And it was just like, camp was like its own little world. And there was, I don't know, it was every, every time everyone was happy and I, in my mind, nothing can go wrong at camp. So I love that. Thanks so much for sharing. I, that's so cool how everybody gets their start. I mean, and how it's, it's different for everybody, but you both kind of experienced that joy and magic of camp that first time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Round of Riddles. This part of our podcast is going to be called the Round of Riddles. I have a riddle that I'll share with you. And as I share, if you have any that you would want to share too, you are welcome to. If not, that's okay too. So my riddle for you is this. Ready? What begins with T, ends with T, and has T in it? Ellie, go ahead. Tea time? Tea time. Ellie, that's really, really close. But tea time ends with an E but you're really, really close. Jason, do you have a guess? Is it a tea bag? Again, close, but that ends with So you guys are super on the right track, though. I'm going to tell you the answer at the end. Do either of you have riddles that you want to share? I'm thinking of one. Okay, while you're thinking, Jason looks like he has one. Um, what is something that you can catch, but you cannot hold? Water. Close. That's I, that's a good guess, though. I like that. Is it a cold? It is a cold. <laughs> All right. So something else that we want to do with these podcasts is we want to reflect on how much camp has helped us all. Um, and camp has helped us all individually and collectively in a myriad of different ways, in many different ways. And we're going to explore this a little bit. And to kind of start us off, um, I'm going to just share with you, for me, one of the things that camp has helped me um, in my life. I remember specifically, I was out at the course, um, at the ropes course, and it was probably, I think, maybe my second summer, maybe my third, but early in my camp career. And so, Ellie, you know, not to age me, but this is in the late 90s. Your history books go back that far? Anyway, I was in the late 90s and I was out at the ropes course and I was um, watching kids climb the Cargana and thinking of how incredible the campers are at WHR. And that encouraged me to do something that I had always wanted to do, um, and that was learn how to play guitar. And it wasn't until I saw the incredible campers at WH conquering their fears of the ropes course or they're you know conquering their fear for getting in the pool for the first time or maybe up on the uh, stage for the talent show so all those ways that campers kind of show how brave they are and um, the way they grow at camp really encouraged me to do something that i love and that was learning how to play guitar and so uh late 90s i started learning how to play guitar and it took a long time 
but I finally got it and I love it. And it's something that I do on a daily basis. And I just can't imagine that I would have ever taken that step without getting the encouragement that I get from the double H campers um, on a day in day out basis. So, you know, I'm really grateful for that um, because now I do something that I love all the time and, you know, share that with my friends. So I was curious, what has, um, what have you done? What do you do that you love very much because of camp? How has camp encouraged you to do something that you love? So during virtual camp, actually, um, this guy. Quick shout out to our friends at Hear Your Song. Came and did the, did, like he taught us how to write songs and I've always loved music. And um, he actually let us record the songs and like he, and now my song has made it all the way to YouTube. That is so cool. I know. <laughs> that is awesome. And when I saw it, I was like, yeah, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, wow. Ellie, have you written any other songs since then? I actually have this little journal where I write up my own song. Oh, wow. Would you like to share any of them or is that something that you're still working on? I'm still working on. Okay. <laughs> well, when you're ready to share, we would love to be your audience. Yeah. How about you, Jason? Uh, what do you What do you do that you love because of the encouragement from camp? Camp allowed me to like break out of my shell and not be afraid to do things, which has brought me to be able to try new things um, and be involved in so many different things, whether it be through school or um, wheelchair track and field. So that allowed me to try sports, and I just really I think it allowed me to break out of my shell and allowed me to just try different things to in the end, find something that I love, find something like Pez says that he can do on a daily basis and just something he really enjoys. And I think with me, that's uh, wheelchair track and field. That's fantastic. And Jason, I don't know how much you recognize this about yourself, but as over the years, as you've grown out of your shell a little bit more and um, kind of gotten a little bit more comfortable in your skin, your leadership qualities and the way other kids look up to you and how you can kind of show them the ropes, encourage them, and even just encourages them, encouraging them by the way you act, not necessarily talking to them, but just how you act with other people kind of shows, you know, how to be responsible, how to be polite and kind and, um, and, and for them to get out of their shells if they're in their shell a little bit. Right. And I know I always appreciated that about you and how you've done that. Thank for you. Really kids. Thank you guys so much for sharing that with us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of Round of Riddles. Um, are you ready for the answer to the riddle? I, okay, I, I'm going to say it again, and I'll let Jason say his second answer, because I think you might have it. So the question is, what begins with a T, ends with a T, and has T in it? Is it a teapot? It's a teapot! Nice jobs. You guys are so close. So it starts with the letter T, ends with the letter T, and then has the word T in it. You guys are so smart. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit and chat with us. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for participating. That was Jason Nelly.
talking about their camp origin and how much camp means to them. And it was so great to hear their stories about how they started at camp and just how impactful camp was for them. Absolutely. And it was great to hear them talk about how camp started. Um, And just on that, I wanted to do a quick fact check on our uh, story about the beginning of camp. We were talking about how many camps are around the world. And it turns out there are 30 camps around the world in four different continents. So pretty awesome. awesome. So cool how that all started from just one. Yeah. (laughs) And remember, folks, to tune in next month, February, where our theme is Camp Love. And we'll be talking to our campers about who helps them love camp. And you can leave us a story by calling our storyline at 518-222-8063 and tell us how you fell in love with camp or who helped you fall in love with camp or you are because of camp. You can also leave us your answer to our next riddle, which is, I can't be bought, but I can be stolen with a glance. I'm worthless to one, but priceless to two. What am I? Tell us what you think by leaving us a message. And please feel free to leave your story or riddle answers on our website, www.hranch.org. Click on our Camp Legends and fill out the form to get started. Until then, remember that camp isn't just a place. It's a feeling. And it's with you wherever you go. See you next time on Camp Legends. Have you seen the pine ninja anywhere? No. I already saw figured it out him out last time. Okay. You be careful though. They have training camps everywhere and you never know where they will strike next. <laughs> if it ever appeared again, uh-huh, my dad would probably be my number one suspect.